guys ready to go ready yep. all right awesome we're born ready <laughs> guys thank you so much for joining us it's saturday afternoon one in the afternoon we just got back uh we got some bags under our eyes we got red eyes uh perhaps from not a lot of uh sleep uh perhaps from getting gassed perhaps from secondhand marijuana smoke i don't know but our eyes are bloodshot uh we are alive we are back in seattle and in this video we're, we're going to kind of give you just a brief overview of what's happening in Portland right now uh, and what we saw Jesus do uh, in in the protest so we had such an incredible time um, as you're jumping in let us know who you are where you're watching from also please share this broadcast because we're hoping that this is you know the church is really um, breaking out of the building right now in fact, you know, a lot of churches can't even meet in their buildings right now. And so the church is going mobile. Uh, it's like the book of Acts. We're, we're spreading out and, uh, and God's doing a lot. So make sure that you share this because we're hoping it'll inspire a fresh passion and fire for evangelism and souls. So God bless you as you, uh, as you jump on. So guys, Portland, Oregon, uh, we, we, come, we come rolling into town. Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right, Grant, go go for so, it. Buddy. So I think for me, it was like when when Darren first approached uh, me, you know, us to go. It's like, Lord, I I see this as an opportunity to really get my heart expanded, and it sure was. It was it was just a, a great opportunity to to see the Lord work, but also to to go beyond fears and and doubts and uh yeah and and i i'm just encouraged and i i think the the one other thing darren is just i'm really really thankful for just all the people that prayed and all the people that uh were supporting us so yeah awesome awesome yeah i um i i remember a few weeks ago when CHOP was going on, and um, my wife went down there to do a, a drum circle with a couple other ladies, and, and, uh, and I called Grant, and I said, Grant, you need to pray with me, because my wife's going down to CHOP, and, you know, it's like, that's the mother of my children, and I want her to be safe, so... <laughs> But I knew it was her heart to go down there and to do that and to change the atmosphere. And, and, uh, and so I just remember how I was back then and, and, and the change that happened where, you know, I ended up going down to CHOP after that. And um, I, you know, it's like once I got there, all the fear 
you know, any kind of fear, any kind of worry left. And I felt the peace of God just come over me. And, uh, and I was able to, to really just walk around and, and, and be in the presence of the Lord and, and, uh, and listen to the Lord in the situation, you know. So it was pretty amazing, the difference between, you know, how I felt before I went and how I felt when I was actually there. Um, there was a, the peace of God came, and, and it really helped with ministering to people and, and, uh, and, and just loving on people. So, Amen. Yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, received a text from Darren uh, the other day inviting me to go, and so that's a real honor to go. And like you, I've been praying for the Lord to send forth laborers for harvesters. So we need to pray, and we also need to go. So I've been praying for harvesters and laborers, but so the invitation to go was really good as well. So it was an honor, really, to go and head down to Portland. I didn't get to Seattle, wanted to, but it was great for the opportunity to go to Portland. And, uh, you know, just to go with an understanding that, that uh, the Lord's with us. And he had given me a word that morning that uh, in prayer and devotion, as I just turned to the word, that to shout because he had given us a city. So I knew, you know, there was real substance that, that God was going to do something. And uh, so getting down there about 7 o'clock, still light, and uh, not a huge crowd yet, but people starting to gather. And so being able to go in and, and connect with people was um, really, really powerful. And we had some really good encounters at the beginning and all the way through the evening as it got darker and the crowds amassed and more and more people began to show up. But definitely easier to connect with people prior to, you know, the event of, of, um, of just attacking the, the fence or doing whatever, you know, sh- chanting or shouting. And so uh, that was really good to get there early enough to engage with people. And we, uh, I thought it was fascinating, you know, meeting uh, Matthew and Mark. Yeah, so just, all right, right off the bat. And you, if you watched the live broadcast and you already heard this story, but the first two people that we got to minister to no joke. They're, the first guy was named Matthew, and the second guy was named Mark. Yeah. Like, you can't make this stuff up. And also, this is like, this is what we were praying for, is just for confirmation from God, you know, that we're at the right place at the right time. Yeah. So, yeah, so Matthew and Mark. Yeah, so uh, I know Darren, you, and Grant, and uh, Dave, I think you guys are speaking to Matthew, and, uh, or not much, but... So you were ministering to Matthew. Yeah, I can kind of talk about Matthew really quick, and then you can take it into Mark if you want. Right. So then I, I, we began, I began speaking to Mark. God gave me a word for Mark that, to tell him he was legitimate. Come and on. there was a sense that he was abandoned. So I said, look, you're legitimate. The Father wants you to know you're legitimate. And at that, you know, you really got his attention. I know when we first walked up, they looked a little bit inebriated maybe, you know. But that began to dispel really as the Spirit of God descended and came and uh, as I began to just share the heart of the Father with him, God's love for him, to affirm him as a person, I spoke forth that word, and then uh, that he was legitimate. And, th- and then um, uh, Steve here, you mentioned, uh, you asked him, he asked him if he, was, uh, if he had a father. And he said, no, I'm an orphan. So that connected with being legitimate. And so I just began to share the gospel, God's love with him, and then uh, invited him really in a prayer of receiving Christ, which he just really went ahead and said yes and began to pray and receive the Lord. It was powerful. And you could see a transformation on his face and his countenance as, 
you know, the Spirit of God came upon him and into him. And then I, I opened up, you know, my, um, my phone and I read to him Romans uh, 8.15 from the Passion Translation, where it says that you have received the spirit of full acceptance and you will never feel orphaned again. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you, and so your heart joins with his spirit where you cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. And so when he read that, I had the words right in front of him. I read it and he read it. That really hit him that he was no longer an orphan. And so we just began pouring in affirming sonship and, um, and then awesome. uh, began to tell him, look, at, you're my brother. This is your yeah. brother. You have brothers now. You're in the family of God, you know, and, and we began to just speak purpose and destiny. And it was very powerful uh, for Mark just to see a, a, a shift, you know, uh, and him begin to rise up on the inside, no longer, you know, just insecure and defeated, but rising up. And so God definitely did something. Of course, you know, the new birth is powerful in just getting uh, a renewed mind a little bit about who he was and is in the Lord. So it's awesome. Yeah, it, it, was, it was amazing. The first, so Matthew and Mark, okay, the first two guys we, we talked to, they're sitting in this park, and when he says Matthew, he said, hey, you know that name's in the Bible. That name means um, gift from God. Yeah. And you are a gift from, from God. And um, he let us uh, pray for him. And, I, and you could tell he's really being uh, impacted. Um, you know, we just came around them to start ministering to him. And you could tell he's being impacted. He said, hey, bro, like, what are you experiencing right now? And he was just like, uh, he goes, I, I feel um, the most intense um, variety of emotions all hitting me all at one time. And I said, do you feel, do you feel the peace of God? And he, and he goes, Yeah. And I just said, hey, that peace is a person. That's, that's Jesus. Would you like to invite Jesus to come into your life? So um, Pastor Greg is leading Mark through uh, a conversion prayer. I asked Matthew. Matthew's ready to respond. I said, all right, pray after me, bro. Jesus. And he just sat there. And we, we had been talking. Like, we had been having a conversation. I was like, all right, bro, come on. You know, repeat after me. Just say, Jesus. And he just sat there. He couldn't say it. And I, I said, Mark, can you say Jesus? And he just, and he couldn't, he couldn't respond. And so I, 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 I well, let's, let's come back to that. <laughs> so I opened my heart. And again, he just, he just sat, he just sat there. And so, uh, so we just continued to minister to him and just make some declarations over him. He continued to get, engage with dialogue with us. But one of the things I found so interesting about last night, and I'd love to hear from David as, because you guys, What's happening in Portland is night and day. It's a radically different atmosphere. It's a radically different region. It's radically different principalities and powers that work in Portland versus Seattle, okay? I would say there, there's hardly any similarities between Portland and Seattle, between the protest and CHOP, okay? Like, it's radically different. It's, it's a completely different story altogether. All and, um, and one of the things that we're noticing was a real antichrist spirit, and that was, that was, you could see it right out the very, this guy could not even say the name of Jesus. He wanted to. He wanted to, he wanted to, to do this, and he, and he couldn't say the name. And we actually ran into that throughout the night, and we can kind of talk, talk about that. But um, uh, the team continued to minister to Matthew and Mark, incredibly powerful. Um, and so, yeah, it, did, did you want to make any comments regarding just the ministry there in the, in the park and the two guys there, and just the overall kind of, Seattle Portland thing you know yeah um well Seattle and and being a, a place where chop was but no longer is 
Uh, I spent a lot of time in CHOP versus uh, the pro protests themselves in Seattle might be a little bit more akin to Portland, but CHOP was different. And CHOP had uh, just such a difference between the reasons why people were there, so many different kinds of people for so many different reasons, homeless people, teenagers, uh, drug addicts, and then Black Lives Matter people, and uh, and then, you know, whatever. And so, um, as opposed to uh, in Portland, it was almost all Black Lives Matter. We're uh, seeking political reform and change. Uh, and so it was much different because in CHOP, you have people that are there that are just broken and don't have another place to go. And so it was more approachable sometimes to be able to go up and talk to someone. Uh, but in, in Portland, uh, there, was, there was rejection. There was a lot of, oh, we don't want to be prayed for. And we had a hard time even just like praying for people for healing because they didn't want to receive it. They didn't want to talk about it. If you're not going to chant Black Lives Matter with us, we don't want any of the other stuff. Right. Um, and so that was a big difference, I think, which required a different approach, uh, potentially uh, a relational thing where you're there regularly could make it easier to, to have more of a foothold. But then again, there are also people who, who would pray with us. And we did get to pray with a couple of people for mm -hmm. healing. And, mm -hmm. um, and there were some really fruitful things as well. Um, but yeah, I would say there's a huge difference between CHOP and, and, and Portland uh, in, terms of, in those terms. So, Yeah, yeah the, the healing thing was interesting. Uh, in Seattle, it's like if you, I mean, I, I only had like maybe one person say that they didn't want prayer in Seattle. But in Portland, people would say, I got, I got pain in my body. I got this condition. I got that condition. Um, and you'd say, can I pray for you and they, uh, for healing? And they'd say, no. So we got to pray for lots of people to give prophetic words last night. And we got to bless lots of people last night. One of the things that I would do a lot is, hey, can I just pray for you for protection tonight? And people would say, yeah, absolutely. But when it came to healing prayer, uh, I, didn't, I don't think I had one person actually say, yes, I would like prayer for healing, which is so awkward. I mean, I don't think I've, I, I don't think I've run into that kind of thing um, before. Um, and so, it, so it's a very interesting, uh, I, I will tell a quick story. There was a mother, and this is the second person that, 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 that I got to minister to, a mother and son standing right on the road watching everything. We just got into a conversation with them and um, it was going really, really well. And, and then I got, a, I got kind, of a, a, a kind of a prophetic word for her um, in regards to, I forget, I forget what the word was. <laughs> I missed the name. I, I had a name that came up, and I was wrong in that. But it was, I, I got this word about something. And you could tell it was resonating. I asked if I could bless them, and they said, sure. So I, we, so I started releasing this blessing. And as soon as I did, the Holy Spirit came on them. And she immediately got really close to her son, almost like she was afraid. And I was like, and, I was, and I'm praying with my eyes open. That's one of the things that we've learned to do, <laughs> is that when you're in these war zones pray with your eyes open and so like so so i, I i'm watching because i'm being very i'm being very positive and i'm not like rebuking or anything I just but it's like the holy spirit and she doesn't know like usually people think holy spirit's cool but she just got really like instantly weirded out and then almost instantly she's like okay okay we're done we we, we got to go and i'm like are you okay what, what 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 like did i say something wrong she's like nope nope we're we're good we got to go we got to and so it was it was amazing you know we say an antichrist anointing we're we're not just saying like an anti g like an anti uh, sorry an antichrist like an antichrist spirit like what that is is it's not just anti jesus it's anti anointing 
So it's like once the anointing starts to, once you begin to see like manifestations of the presence, that's where that spirit comes to shut that down. So I thought, I was like, what's going on? Like you said we could bless you. And then we're like, we're praying for you. And, and immediately it's like, we're done. We're done here. I, I, was, I, was, I was just really shocked by that. I was like, this is interesting. Okay. There were multiple moments, I think, where, where ministry was interrupted because just as something was beginning to take place spiritually, we were about to pray for someone or we just did, or, or, uh, or just his presence was kind of moving in a way that we were beginning to sense more tangibly. Mm-hmm. Suddenly some distraction broke out nearby and, uh, and that's kind of part of that Antichrist thing that comes in to take us yeah. away from focusing on Christ and, and seeing his glory manifest. You had a, a, a word encounter. There was a gentleman. There are some folks selling, actually, T-shirts and, and uh, masks and different things. And uh, the Lord highlighted a gentleman that you, we walked up to, and you began to engage with him. Tell the story, because it's really good. He had a prophetic word about a bowling ball and a strike. And, and it really meant a lot to him. And so his name was Brennan? Brennan. Brennan, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the second. Uh, right after we finished with Matthew and Mark, uh, Greg and I walked over uh, to another place, and we saw someone with a, uh, his arm was in a cast. And so that was kind of the initial, like, oh, okay, we want to talk to him, you know, pray and pray for healing. Um, so we walked up to him, and he was selling T-shirts, Black Lives Matter apparel, and uh, just started talking to him and asking questions about him and uh, just learning, you know, a bit. And then um, uh, he's a really nice guy, and I just got this word for him. I just uh, kind of paused myself, stilled myself, and I just saw this vision in my heart. Um, from the Lord of, of just a bowling ball being thrown and, and it came down the, the alley, but then it went to the left and went down the gutter and missed everything. And I felt the Lord was saying like, hey, I, I see that you, you t- tried something in the past that didn't work out. And I just felt the Lord saying, there's going to be one more attempt here. Um, and through abiding in me, resting in me, like you can get a strike. And, yeah. uh, and awesome. I, I just shared that with him and he really received that, really received yeah. that yeah. sure. And um, yeah. that, that really touched him. We continued to, to talk. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, his arm, we, we found out uh, there was no pain presently. It seemed like it was almost healed already anyway. So. He was working out too hard. He was working out too hard, that's right, push-ups or something. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was pretty much healed already, so we didn't pray for that. But, um, uh, and then the other one, I, I just saw a vision of, of him going under, being baptized, except uh, in the vision, he, it's like he was held under the water and not coming up. And I just, I just felt like the Lord was saying that, hey, there's been accusation keeping you in the place of death and in the place of accusation where all the sin seems like it's covering over you and the enemy just wants to keep you there, keep you under that place. But I just want you to know there's a resurrection life through Jesus. Um, and, and so that really touched him too. And, and we just uh, talked to him about that and just, uh, I, I guess... Uh, you got to pray for him. I guess, did we? Yeah. Yeah, you asked him if... I could lay hands on you and pray. That's right. Yeah. And so because of that word, I prayed, uh, I've laid hands on him and I just prophesied, you know, uh, the, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. I come, the Lord Jesus comes to give life and give it abundantly yeah. um, in John 10 verse 10. And, and so I just shared that with him. And then I just asked if I put my hands on him and pray. He says, yes. So I just, my hand on his chest and shoulder and, and just began to break off any curses of the enemy that has yeah. kept him in accusation yeah. and death and, uh, and to just invite the Lord and for healing and new life. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the, the best time for ministry is really before all the speeches start. Yeah. So the speeches start, and then the chanting starts, 
the crowds start to roll in. And so for people that are doing ministry, it's great to get there a few hours early because that's when everyone's just kind of waiting around. So all the stories that we're telling right now, it's within the first two hours. And, um, and, and so there's kind of a little park there across the street from the federal courthouse. And so we kind of split up and just started doing ministry through that, that little, on that little grassy hill. What are some other things that you guys saw Jesus do in that two-hour period of time when we were just kind of ministering to people, you know, before, before it started to, to really start to build there? Because if you watch, I'm sorry, if you watch the live stream that we did last night, that started about 9 o'clock. So if you watch the live stream from last night, uh, and that's, that's, so that's on my Facebook page. I don't think we put that on SRCs yet. But um, that's the final two hours where it's just building, building, building. That, the intensity of that, of that video last night is just is crazy. But really, uh, a lot of these precious kind of one-on-one moments happened before we started streaming. Yeah, we, we met a, a guy named Brian. And uh, there was actually three men on a, on a bench and I went over there just to small talk and and then the two of them left and then was left with Brian and he uh, he was you know showing me some wounds that he had on his arm from from being uh, hit with rubber bullets he he had a big uh, swell on his wrist uh, or not on his wrist but kind of in his thumb and finger area that was all swollen uh, and and he was really open he he um, he talked about being growing up uh, in church and then David came around and and started you know praying I could tell he was praying behind me and and maybe you can tell a little bit of what you did or what you saw yeah you know, after that yeah, it was a good interaction. Um, I just came up a little bit after Greg, uh, excuse me, uh, Grant had already begun talking to him and just stood there for a while. Uh, I just kind of checked my own heart. Am I just like me- making this person a project or do I really want to love this person? And so I just kind of gave myself that heart check and decided I want to love this person. Um, always a good thing, right? And uh, and then I just kind of, I saw, uh, you know, I knew that this man that Grant was talking to, Brian, he had um, rubber bullet wounds from previous nights. He said that he was out there actually defending other people primarily which was his main purpose. He, he was mostly concerned with like safety for others and, and just uh, even being a human shield for others. And so that was kind of what he was doing. But, um, but you know, so I think, uh, Grant, you had already prayed for the rubber bullets for just the pain to go away, right? So, so I came up, and actually I felt like the Lord was, was showing me um, personally. I actually felt like the Lord was saying that there's actually some long-term health issues uh, that, that needed healing. And so I just asked him, like, hey, I, we already prayed for you for the rubber bullets, but is there anything that's been a long-term health issue in your life that, that needs healing? And, and he says, uh, yeah, I, I have a deviated septum, which I had actually, you know, his nose was just a little bit visibly, uh, you know, different. And then he says, I have a, a bad left lung. And so, you know, I, I, when he sa- says this, I just saw this, this picture, this vision again of, of just putting, like, my finger uh, gently on his nose, just ac- across it, and just uh, you know, telling it to get straight. And so I just asked him, you know, okay, I'm, is, I'm just going to put my my finger on your nose. Is that okay? He says, yes, sure. And and so I just I do that. He closes his eyes, and I just tell it to straighten. And just almost immediately, I just feel this little crack, just a little cracking feeling awesome. under awesome. my finger. And uh, and and you know, that was it. And so I just take my hand away, and you know, tell him to breathe deeply. And and he says, you know, I think that I can breathe a little bit more clearly than I could before. <laughs> awesome. Um, and so that was cool. It seemed yeah. to kind of get his attention a little bit, and we just continued to kind of talk to him, had a word about 
uh, him reading the Bible on a daily basis and asked if he did that. He, he actually did have his own Bible that he studied, and so um, he was kind of a disciple as well uh, in progress, and it's just really cool to even sow into that soil. Yeah, totally. Good. Uh, there was a guy that the Lord highlighted um, uh, with, uh, with a shield, and I think he might have had an oxygen mask, like, not oxygen, but like a, yeah. a gas mask on, and so I said to, uh, said to David, hey, let's go, let's go chat with him. So we went over, we started talking with him. And uh, the, 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 the approach that we used last night, you guys, was um, if you just walk up to people and you're like, hey, can we pray for you for anything? Like that doesn't work <laughs> in Portland. It might work in Seattle, but in Portland, like, like there's a lot of rapport building, a lot of conversation. And what that means is like a lot of listening. You know, so if you don't like to listen, if you're, you know, it, it's going to be really difficult, you know. But, it, but it, there was a grace there to be able to just, to ask a question, to listen, build rapport, and then bring ministry. So that's what we did. And we went over and we met this guy named, um, named Jacob. So the names last night, like Matthew, Mark, lots of mats. I, I'd love to tell the story about the, the mat that we got to pray with the, for the blower. But uh, David, you got a word for Jacob. That was a pretty cool ministry moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Darren was talking to him about uh, his, what, what he was doing uh, there at the port protests. And then I just got a word for him again. Uh, uh, there's a lot of prophecy for me last night. Just a lot of, like, I was just hearing God speak things for people, um, which, Grant, you even suggested that, yeah, that was a, 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 an approach that we were taking a lot just to get words for people. So I'd, anyway, I just, uh, I just saw this addition in my heart. I saw a card on a table, and the card was flipped over and turned to the other side. And uh, it kind of was reminiscent but not identical to some kind of like tarot card thing. And so I just kind of had this feeling like there's some kind of like spirituality or some kind of thing that, that I don't know what it is, but the Lord is, is bringing turnover. And I just got that word turnover like really clear. And so I uh, just to like a new identity or something. And so I, I began to, to prophesy to, to him. I just said, you know, hey, I don't want to be political because I'm talking to you. I'm not talking about any big thing. I'm talking to you. And I just began to boldly say, you know, we, we love Jesus. Uh, that was kind of where we came out of the, that closet, so to speak. And I just <laughs> said, you know, we love Jesus. Um, and I, I just believe that God is speaking this word to me for you, that there's turnover coming in, in the future in your life. Because um, I, I just had this feeling, this is definitely like a future word. And so, you know, this turnover is coming. Um, and, uh, and I asked him even if, if he was into the New Age or, or something, and he said that he was into some kind of spirituality, but it wasn't really clear what that was. And then, Darren, I think you kind of took over a second later with another word of some kind. Yeah, um, David was so bold, too, because it's so loud. Everything's so loud. Cars honking, people chanting, blow horns. I mean, we're just talking about just pandemonium and chaos. And David is just like right up there, just like, and he's just like, it was just amazing. I think we actually, I think that might have been on the stream last night. I think Michael might have gotten some yeah, of that. Yeah, I think it was. And he was really receptive too, by the way. Like I shared all that and he was just like, wow, that means a lot. And, uh, and was very just like um, absorbing everything that I was speaking to. Yeah, and, and what I got, so you had the word about turnover. And, um, and then I was like, and Jacob, do you know about Jacob in the Bible? He's like, no. I said, the dude wrestled with God and literally experienced a turnover, like a complete redemption of, of his identity from Jacob to Israel, right? He was like a, uh, one of the, the fathers of, of Israel, you know, one of the patriarchs. And, and said, so that, that's what the Lord is doing, that there's a turning point. There's a turnover from Jacob to Israel. And, and it, was, it, was a, it was a powerful, it was a powerful moment. 
with him. It really, like when you said that from, you know, to Israel, like is, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It, 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 uh, we also met another guy, uh, big old, big guy, man. All you know, wearing all black. Like he just really kind of stands stands out. We'd start talking to him, and uh, it turns out um, he's quite an influencer. Um, he's on the council there in Portland, and uh, he's on the voting council. Um, he uh, and he's actually with uh, his, his employment's with uh, Department of Homeland Security. So he, he actually shows us his badge, and he's really kind of discreet about it and um and he's like i'm down here because i am for you know uh reformation and i'm for seeing change come to the city uh like uh, so i'm for the people but i'm also you know basically you know with kings and the lord had given me a word for him that he was like a, that he was like a joseph and he was like yeah okay like, like he so he knew about like the joseph of the bible uh he let us pray for him uh, we were just making de- declarations over him, and um, so that that was really that was really cool. I think it's so amazing. Like as we're going into these events, the the people that we're getting to minister to, a lot of times we're getting to meet like uh, people in leadership. Um, we're getting to meet you know people of, of influence. I got to meet a, a filmmaker uh, last night who's like who's documenting um, what's happening there. He did a little uh, interview with me. Um, we exchanged phone numbers. He let us. He, he let us just bless him, pray for him. He's actually from from Seattle, and um, and I, I do want to talk about the media and the power of the media in this thing because um, that's a similarity between Seattle and Portland uh, is the power of the media in in, in all of this. But um, yeah, it was it was uh, uh, it, that that was that was really cool being able to bless like a Joseph. One that the Lord is setting up to be in the presence of kings. What else, guys? I, I just want to say that this is this can be for you too to to go out there. I I know I was uncomfortable a little bit uh, in wrestling with you know should I go? I really I really think I should go, Lord. <laughs> are you going to show up? <laughs> And it was funny because when I wasn't uh, ministering to somebody or, or sharing, I was I was just praying in tongues. It's like, Lord, Lord, help, uh, it, you know. And that that was my way of just getting strengthened. And so I just encourage anybody else that that has that that urge to want to get out there on the streets, because I really do believe we we're being called out on the streets. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Greg? No, I think that's so good and true. And we need people to go and, and to engage with them, but we also need intercessors to come in and pray and walk around and just take authority over mind-blinding spirits, you know, and, let the, and release the light of the gospel of Christ upon the people. Because there's a lot of that interference and the blindness, you know, that comes from the enemy. But those things can be bound, you know, when you're on an individual, when, when a team member's praying or speaking to them, an intercessor to the side can be taking authority over the distractions. And really, and you can see a marked difference and a change in a situation. So having people go, intercessors, people praying, believers, you know, then having people engage. And so, uh, you know, we, we plan on doing some more. And, and really, I think, I know for this house, SRC, there'll be some opportunities for those who make this, call this place your home, to go out. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to get back out there, really. Come on. And come it's, on. I mean, it's feel like what I was made for. So, <laughs> so to get back out there and engage and 
and it's uh it's yeah it's wonderful yeah uh as soon as you're out of those environments you're ready to get back into them yeah what were you gonna say david oh, i was just gonna add on to that because uh something i i want to maybe start asking more often of the lord in my life is to ask him like lord will you lead me to those who are ready to hear the gospel and become uh to receive salvation because um, oh, I think yeah. I spend a lot of time sometimes talking to those who aren't exactly ready. Right. And there's, there's benefit to that. Like those people matter too and they're worth your time. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, like there's also people out there who are just ready to accept the gospel if it's preached to them. Yeah. And so to just ask, Holy Spirit, will you lead me to the ones who are ready? That's right. That's right. And, yeah. and the, the harvest is plentiful with those people. And, and even Darren was preaching a couple Sundays ago. If the harvest is so plentiful, if the need feels so great, more than I can, more than my capacity to help, uh, that means that I'm a wealthy person because if the harvest is so great and I'm there in such the midst of such a broad and white harvest, mm-hmm. uh, such a plentiful harvest, then I can reap greatly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah come on. Um, we, uh, there was a guy sitting on the grass. He had a, a blower on him, uh, and we just started talking with him. And then, uh, and then he told us his name was Matt. We're like, Lots of Matts, lots of Matthews. You are a gift from God. You have a desire to bless people. Uh, you know, you don't want to be served. You want to serve others. Just started giving him all these words of knowledge. And then said, um, hey, c- can we pray for you? He said, sure. And he stands up on his feet. And I said, hey, well, <laughs> you know, I said, why don't you hold out your hands? He put out his hands. And we just started praying for him. The Holy Spirit really just starts impacting him. And then when we're done, he's like, Wow, he's like, I know you you're, you were praying in Jesus' name. He's like, I'm Jewish, but wow, you know, they're like, you're you're part you're you're part of you're a chosen people. He's like, that's that's right, I am, I am a part, I am a chosen uh, 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 person. Like, and that was that was cool. It's so cool, you guys, just to see how how our God, our Father, is no respecter of persons, and that the Holy Spirit was it was already in it was already important. The Holy Spirit was already in chop that. Uh, the Holy Spirit loves to hover in the chaos, but but the, but the but Jesus is made manifest in the, the in the chaos through a body, and so there I be, I believe that that the glory of God is made manifest through a body, and that's the body of Christ. So it's not that God isn't there; God is there. God is everywhere present, but He's made manifest through the obedience of God's people. And so, uh, so that's why obedience is, is, is far better than sacrifice because it's through obedience that the will of God is made possible on, on the earth. And so about 9 o'clock, it's starting to, thousands of people are pouring into the city. Yeah. People are honking their horns. At this point, ministry becomes very difficult because there's, it's such a, it's, everything is so, for all of your senses. It was weird because I was watching the video of our live stream afterwards and the the video, like the amount of just the, the amount of uh, what I was experiencing there was different than what I, when I watched the video. The video, I was like, man, I think things were far more insane than what I was even able to perceive because of just how. In fact, I didn't fall asleep last night till close to three a.m. and I was exhausted yesterday. Like I was up at five a.m. with our little baby, uh, uh, and so I should have been able to fall asleep. But I'm telling you, uh, the drums, the drum circles, the dancing, the chanting, the energy, it's so soul-stimulating. 
the drum circles, music, okay? It is such an important part to any sort of war, right? Like whenever, whenever a country would go to war, even the Civil War, right? Our troops would go to war and, the, and there was a sound of war, which was the sound of the drummers and the bugles. It was the snare drums. And that, uh, that our country had a sound of war. You read about the Celts and like uh, the, the Celtic, well, like in the Scottish and like you read about the, uh, the, 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 the Kiwis, like what are the, the, no, the different... Um, uh, I'm exhausted. Like I said, every culture has its own sound of war. And, um, and what the drums do is it creates a, ca- a cadence. It creates a, a unity. And, um, and that's why it's so important within the body of Christ that we start to realize that, that our praise and worship and, and it's at the beginning of a service, and it has the ability to create a cadence. It has the ability to create a rhythm, but, but that there's a sound of unity and that there's a sound of, of war within our, within our praise. We're not trying to get victory. We're trying to bring our soul into the awareness that we have victory right now, and the Lord wants to bring the victory of the cross and begin to manifest it on the earth. And so the energy last night, and I'd love to hear you guys talk about this, but it was building, it was building. And I got really excited by it because I feel like, I feel like it was that we were at a, like within like this outdoor cathedral of misguided worship. And I feel like there, there is awakening that's happening right now, but I feel like that there's like almost like counterfeit form of awakening, but there's also a true legitimate form of awakening uh, that's possible for us within the church, but we've got to be awakened out of our traditionalism and out of our box uh, paradigm for what worship has been in the past, because there's something that God wants to do and he wants to awaken We've like, um, we, it's not the goal to remanufacture that kind of energy within the church. It is, it is, I believe, the desire of the Father that the kingdom of God would dwarf that kind of energy because we're not just coming around a cadence. We're not just coming around a 4 4 rhythm. One, two, three, four, one, two. Boom, 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 boom. We're not just coming around a sound. We're coming around the person of Christ Jesus and the victory of the cross and the power of redemption and restoration. So I, I am believing for a new sound in the church that would bring awakening to the hearts of of the saints and it would not be contained to this room but it'd be a sound that we can take begin to take out into the streets where it's not just soul arousal but it's that place of stimulating the spirit to that place of awakening to identity and sonship what do you guys think steve you had some some cool things about the drums yeah um i was really impacted by the by the sound and the the energy as well and uh it you know i i was reminded like as i was right next to the drum circle in the drum circle you know i was reminded about exactly what darren said about that sound you know that's going to come from the sons and the daughters of god and and i was reminded about you know the harmonization of 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 god how he's a god of harmony and and the power, you know, it talks about in the word about the power that there is in harmony. And, uh, and so it was really, uh, it was really just it, really amazing um, to just, I felt like the Lord was speaking to me in that moment, like, like you know, about the church actually coming together and, and the diversity. Now, that's, that's another thing I noticed was there was so many different people there 
you know, that were coming in and able to join into, you know, their drum circle. And, um, and so, you know, I, I thought that was interesting and it reminded me of uh, a worship event that we did. Uh, we were a part of a few weeks ago where um, we were doing worship in the park and uh, all these different people, you know, jumped up on stage and, and the leaders of the, uh, the event were, were bringing, you know, all these different people in and, and it was a whole bunch of churches that got together and worshiped together and um, what had happened was the park, uh, they, they shut down their sound because they got a noise complaint. And, um, and so they had sort of a set order. And then after they shut it down, they just basically started bringing people up, up on stage with drums. And they had a drum circle. And it was awesome. I mean, it was me and the kids were walking up there right about that time. And it sounded like, you know, something that you would hear just like it sounded totally tribal, you know, is really awesome. So, you know, you're sharing it, how later on it did get very difficult to engage because of the intensity of the activity and, and the shouting and the speeches and just the chanting. So as, as darkness fell, it almost felt like it got darker, you know, right. in many ways spiritually. So for me, I just spent a lot of time praying and really praying in the spirit and, um, and just uh, for those that were there for us for protection, but also for the seeds and that were planted, you know, with, to take root and the, that the, the devil wouldn't steal it out of their hearts. And, uh, you know, just going is so important. I know that that morning, the 24th, um, early in the morning when I got up, I was reading and, and I shared how God gave me that word from Joshua, you know, how God had given us a city. But he also, I just happened to read Proverbs 24 that day. And I know Grant shared this as well on the trip, but I, I read um, Proverbs 24 Friday morning prior to going to, to uh, uh, Portland. Proverbs 24:11. Deliver those who are drawn towards death. Hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he, that's God, who weighs the heart, consider it? He keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? So there is a, a, um, a seriousness, you know, about that uh, in a sense. And, and not to bring any shame, guilt, or condemnation on anyone. But it's, it's, it's a reality that people are dying. And right. not just uh, physical death, but their spiritual death. They're in a place of spiritual death. And, and so to reach out to them is the heart of the Father. And so to go is so important. You can hear the heart of God in that. You know, there is a responsibility we have to be salt and light. And, and it, it's not always easy. But, you know, once you get involved, it becomes quite addictive and uh, in a good sense. And because uh, you begin in, engaging with humanity. And, uh, you know, it's, it's true. The love of God, Romans 8, 5, is poured forth into your heart by the Holy Ghost. That love will come out because he's in you. And, uh, and so it just you know, being able to be there. And again, like I said, later on, it got so dark and uh, noisy, loud, really couldn't connect much with people because they, they were so tuned into the frenzy, you could say, but you, we could pray, you know, and, uh, and then things shifted physically as your eyes begin to burn right. and your mouth, your throat begin to get harsh and you realize something's happening in the air, <laughs> right? 
Yeah, there was, um, uh, so it's kind of interesting. We saw the gate start to just, the big gate that they put up around the federal building just started to rock back and forth. Uh, Michael and I, we ran down there to, and we heard uh, loud sounds take place. So we, we ran down there to find out what was going on. And, um, and there was one young man, if you watch the live stream, you'll see him, you'll see this whole thing uh, happen. He was, and he's creating a ruckus, this one young man. So I ran up to him. I'm like, what are we doing right now? I'm like, are we, are we, are we, are we going to take this fence down? Are you, you know, what, what's happening? And he looked at me. He's like, I don't know. And I, and I was looking at him like, you don't know? Like, what are you, like, what are you doing then? Like, you're just, you're just, you're just, you know. And because as, as, and as he was engaged, and then he went back to doing his thing, a couple more guys started doing what he was doing. And then all of a sudden, a bunch more people start entering into the activity, using their shields and hitting them against the, the fence, grabbing the fence. And, and actually what, what you began to see is, this is so fascinating, is like if you, if you ever watch the Canadian geese, when they fly, they fly in perfect formation. And, um, and they, they create these different patterns in the air. And there's also, so like biologists, they actually study the, the, like the synchronization of creation and there's actually a word for how creation um, uh, synchronizes. And it's the word stimmergy. And what it is, is it's the, it's the uh, subconscious connecting of sound and uh, behavioral movements where there is this uni unifying to the degree that, that creatures are able to create intricate patterns without even thinking. And there was that kind of thing, but it wasn't a biological um, uh, gift or mechanism from God, it, you can actually see how the enemy as, uh, is, is the puppet master in what is taking place there. And that as people are using their voices, using their, their, their behaviors, the music, this thing is a, uh, there's no human leadership to speak of as far as there's no uh, uh, like earpieces that are like, there's no secret commands that, that, that I'm aware of maybe. But what it is, is that there's like this frenzy type activity. And in the spirit, it's almost like the enemy is, is controlling and escalating. And it's almost like you can see, you can see a unity in the darkness. There's a unity in the darkness where, where, where everything is working together almost as an organism. This is why it's so important that the body of Christ remembers that we wrestle not against flesh and blood because these kids are not the enemy. They are, they are being used and manipulated. It's also so important that the body of Christ, that we have discernment right now. And the reason why I say that is because we have to discern between Black Lives Matter and racial reconciliation and racial injustice and, and all of, so there are uh, uh, police brutality. There are major conversations that need to be talked about by the church and by the culture. Uh, and yet there are also uh, principalities and powers that are manipulating flesh and blood. You see, Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with black lives actually mattering. Okay, the majority of the people last night were not people of color. Okay, so it's so important that as believers that, that we are not partnering with something that is spiritual. And, and like it's so important that our desire for justice does not bring us into this place where we use our, our anointing and our sonship 
to strengthen something that is anti-Christ. So it's very important that you, that you, that you realize that Black Lives Matter is an anti-Christ um, agenda that has nothing to do with black lives. And, and, and I'm not saying that because of something I heard on some Republican talk show. Like We spent four days at CHOP. We spent last night, you know, uh, uh, all the way up to the point where we couldn't stay anymore because of the gas burning. And, and, and you, you become quickly aware that this has very little to do with peace, even though there's peace symbols everywhere. Yeah. This has everything to do with anarchy, an anti-authority spirit, an anti-anointing spirit, a spirit of lawlessness has nothing to do with peace, nothing to do with racial reconciliation, and that our role is not to be attacking people or political powers right now. We really need to pray. We need to go to the streets. We need to pray and obey. Pray and obey. That's the bottom line, right? Like pray and hear from God. Hear from God. But it's so important that we're not attacking. Because I'll tell you what I heard last night. I heard travailing. I heard groaning. I heard all of creation longing for the revealing of sons and daughters. I don't want to use my authority to attack the groaning, to, to accuse the groaning of the, the sound of creation saying, where are the sons? That's, we were in the groaning. We were in the travailing. We were in this person after person, person. What do you want? I want justice. Yes, you do because that's encoded in your, in your soul. Your, your soul is crying out for divine sovereign justice. And so we have got to have ears to hear uh, right now. Because yeah. this thing is it's, it's, it's radically spiritual. Even more so than political. And so we have to do things in the spirit. Um, uh, uh, lest, lest we get s- sucked into this very polarizing political thing that's taking place. You want to talk about, you know, distracting, um, that just being in that environment was incredibly distracting, uh, especially when it got loud. And, uh, you know, I, I was finding it so hard to minister to anybody or, or find someone to minister to. And, and, uh, and so you, so, you know, it goes back to praying and obeying where, you know, I had to just stop for a second and, and just connect with Jesus, you know, in that moment to get my, to get back to what I was supposed to be doing or what I was there to do, you know, and, uh, because it's overwhelming a little bit with all the, <laughs> the sounds and the, and, and the, you know, there's, there's fireworks going off and there's people screaming and, 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 uh, and so it's like, I, I was, you know, something will happen and it almost, it sort of throws you off for a little bit. And, um, and so I just stopped. I was able to connect with Jesus though. And, and, um, and really get what I needed in that moment so that I could get back to the work at hand, which was, you know, letting him highlight someone for me to, to pray for and, and to go and, and, uh, and try to show the love of the father too, you know? Yeah, that's that's so good. I I've got a scripture that uh, sort of tops it off for me. It's in Jeremiah five one. It says, "Run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem, and in our case, uh, Portland, and see now and take notice. Seek in her broad squares to see if you can find a man or woman, as Abraham sought in Sodom, 
one who does justice, who seeks truth, sincerity, and faithfulness, and I will pardon Jerusalem for one uncompromisingly righteous person. So I think what tops it off for me is realizing God's heart is in the midst of the chaos is to forgive and is to pardon the one. It's awesome. It's awesome. Hey, real quick, uh, just want to hit on uh, three things. Uh, Territory, prayer, and then what's next? So real quick, if you're wrestling with the idea of going into another region or another city in order to seek the peace of the city, and if you think that you have no authority because you don't live in in that city, you just need to go to the book of Acts, okay? Because it's important that we don't let teaching that's just come out in the last five or ten years to dictate where our authority is. So I have just as much authority in Portland as I do in Seattle. Why? Because I'm not, rep- I'm not a diplomat of Seattle. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an ambassador of reconciliation for the kingdom of heaven and my commission is to go to nations. Yeah, yeah, into all the world. So Jesus said, you know, you know ask for me and I'll give you nations as an inheritance. And so, like, if you're from Portland, you have authority in Seattle. So come. And, 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 and this territorial spirit within the church is not of God. Okay? So let's not do that. Let's not, let's not think that we don't have authority in other cities and nations um, because we don't live there. We're not, we're not from there. No, you're a diplomat of the kingdom of heaven. Okay? And therefore, he wants, to, he wants to give you nations. What are you asking for? Are you asking him for cities and nations? So pray and obey and go. Go ye into all the world and make disciples. So I wanted to hit on that. Um, I wanted to hit on that really, uh, really quick, okay? Because I think, I, think I think that's important. The next thing is prayer. Thank you so stinking much for praying for us. On the stream last night, things got real hairy. I had a guy that was following Michael and I for quite a long time. I was trying to get away from him. Michael wasn't. (laughs) He got a hold of our stream. We had all kinds of people trolling the stream last night. All kinds of really nasty comments started hitting. Uh, We had had Antifa people on the stream last night. Uh, uh, We we went through and tried to get them blocked. That was scary. Okay, it's not good. Every time you look behind you, you see a guy uh, following you. It's super weird. You guys were praying. You guys were praying for us when we were in CHOP. CHOP was about 30% hairier than we even knew. <laughs> like, I don't, think we, we, I don't think we still realize what was happening in, in, in CHOP, um, including apparently the Antifa sniper's nest that was on top of the East Precinct. I don't even know if David knew about that. Uh, you guys, the, the body praying. If you see someone, we're praying for people right now. Uh, okay, so thank you so much for praying. Love you. Love everyone. You were a part of last night, and we are a part of what Jesus is doing in other cities when we pray. So we're praying. This is a year to pray, okay? Um, and then the last thing is what's next? Uh, rumor has it Chris O, Chris Overstreet, is taking a, a couple hundred people into Portland next weekend. Uh, Compassion, uh, Compassion Action, is that the name of it? Yeah, it's August 1st, 10 a.m. August 1st, okay, 10 a.m. Uh, check out Chris Overstreet in Heritage uh, Church. Compassion Action, Heritage Church. 
Um, you'll want to be a part of that. Also, uh, we're going to be sending more teams into Seattle and into Portland. Uh, so if you're part of SRC and you want to go, we're going to start to open this stuff uh, up. Um, uh, I, was, I, I appreciate having a small team last night. I appreciate being able to go and just kind of check it out. Um, but there's some big stuff in the works right now. Um, that we're really excited about, just waiting for everything to get confirmed. So there's going to be more announcements. It's our, desire, it's our desire to use our influence, our, whatever we can, use our abilities to create bridges into these war zones to see the kingdom of God, to, see, to seek the shalom of the city, okay? So territory, okay, you're, you're a son, you're a daughter, you have the keys to the kingdom, okay? So go and stop, stop, stop overthinking it, okay? The next thing is, let's keep praying. If you see somebody going in, pray. If you go in, get someone praying for you, okay? Uh, remember, they went out in twos. So please don't go by yourself unless you're David Kusick. Go with, go with other people, okay? Let's, let's keep it safe. Let's, let's let people know where we're going, all right? And then the next, the next thing is stay tuned here uh, to Seattle Revival Center. Um, and, uh, and because this is not, this is not the end. This is the beginning. The Lord spoke to me at the beginning of 2020 and said three things. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Wherever you see a crisis, you see an opportunity for the kingdom of God. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of this. Love you guys. And we will see you again real soon. See you guys. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's the darrenshow.com. That's the darrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame or you can give it five stars. And that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's the darrenshow.com. Thanks guys.